with your main chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's a local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. Slide around and oh, there you go. I, okay, I hear things now. I had to slide around and I don't know how what that's going to do to the to the uh, Facebook Live. We're going to change cameras. Looks like or maybe Nicole's going to move it. But in any event, welcome, welcome, welcome uh, to uh, this uh, beautiful Monday afternoon edition of Real Talk Memphis. I am your host Chip Washington, as you can see by the profile there, uh, and <laughs> it's good to be with you. Gangs out here, we'll figure out the logistics uh, when we get to the break. But it's always good to be here with you. If you are joining us this evening, it is good to have you with us. Uh, however you are uh, checking us out via, you know, the Internet, via Facebook Live, via uh, the radio. You know what? I appreciate it uh, any way it goes. So um, we have a good show for you to, this evening, uh, of course. Uh, we always try to have good guests. But before we get into all of that, uh, how do you get this fine piece of radio broadcasting? I am so happy that you asked. Uh, you can do it a number of ways. We're on live right now, 91.7 on your FM dial. That will be WYXR. You can also catch us on the YXR app. Uh, we are also on the TuneIn app, uh, Facebook Live, YouTube, and, of course, we are a podcast, so you can get us after we post the show tomorrow afternoon wherever you get your podcast. So we got all that out of the way. Very, very good. Um, as I said earlier, we have a, a good show for you tonight. We're going to talk about a variety of issues with uh, some really good guests this evening. Jessica Van Dyke uh, is uh, uh, someone uh, who is very immersed in the legal side of things. Uh, and uh, I don't know how many of you, show of hands, uh, are familiar with the Innocence Project. You probably heard of the Innocence Project, and you may not know exactly what it is, uh, but uh, it's basically an organization uh, that works uh, with uh, uh, individuals who have been incarcerated falsely and uh, finds proof uh, via DNA or other uh, things uh, that will help to exonerate them. Well, they're actually going to open up a, an office here in Memphis, which is a very, very big deal. So I look forward to talking with Jessica about that. Uh, Renato Baker. Uh, Renato is a born and bred uh, in uh, in uh, Orange Mound. He is a mounder. Uh, he uh, understands the uh, the um, way things are down there. Uh, you know, a lot of folks are have been killed in Orange Mound uh, due to uh, gang activity and other things. Uh, Renato is a community activist uh, who is working tirelessly 
to try to end the violence uh, in that particular uh, area in which uh, he loves so much. And we'll talk to him in a few minutes as well. And a little bit later on, the second half hour of the show, we are going to speak with someone uh, who many of you who listen to this radio station are familiar with. Uh, his name is Jared J.B. Boy. And uh, J.B. Uh, not only has a show on here on uh, Tuesday evenings, I believe it is, but he is here to announce a very, very special uh, event uh, that takes the soul of the city, this city, uh, to another city, a much bigger city, New York City. And he's going to talk about what that's about and uh, what he's going to be doing and a lot of other exciting things that are happening uh, for this station as it continues to spread its wings all over this country. So, yeah, that's what you can expect this evening. Uh, now, before we get too far into things, uh, this is the segment that everybody is uh, happy and excited about, of course, uh, your trip around the sun. If you celebrated a birthday over the weekend or today or this week, this is your time. This is uh, when we shout out uh, all of you from coast to coast. Nobody does it better than this show. But I can't do anything until I say, hit it, Bryn. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Going out to the following folks. Jeffrey Zapatos celebrating a birthday today, as is Alicia Williams. Cotillion McLean, happy birthday to you. Glenn Collins celebrating today. Happy birthday, L.V. White, Tony Jones, Bridget Elaine Harris, Henry Smith, Janice Taylor, Tamara Davis, Adrian Davis, Angela Nelson celebrating today. George Walker, happy birthday to you. And I have three belated birthdays, well, two belated birthdays and another special birthday. Uh, and this is me. This is not Lola. By the way, Lola is not with us tonight. But she did send me a text to say, I'm listening. So anyway, uh, happy belated birthday going out to uh, my pastor, the Reverend Dr. Jonathan McReynolds. Before we Missionary Baptist Church, his birthday was yesterday. Um, happy belated birthday to my daughter, Brianne Nicole Washington. Her birthday was yesterday as well. And a very special happy birthday uh, to someone I know fairly well, uh, my wife, Wanda Washington, Wanda Joyce, celebrating her birthday today. We went out to eat before uh, I got here. She said, I said, what do you want to eat? She says, I want a good hamburger. So <laughs> we went out and got a good hamburger. Uh, anyway, happy birthday to each and every one of you. Congratulations on making it, you, this trip around the sun. We hope we'll be here next year to wish you the very same. Thanks, friend. All right. Let's jump into uh, some news and notes uh, as we uh, move along on this Monday evening. Uh, before we get into that, uh, let's uh, we talk about some uh, some uh, some deaths uh, that happened uh, within the last several days. Of course, many of you familiar with uh, the, the case of the little three-year-old boy, uh, Israel Powell, uh, who was missing uh, <laughs> from his uh, family home on Thursday evening. Well, unfortunately, they found him. Uh, on Friday afternoon, uh, recovered his body in a lake um, not too far from where he lived. So uh, God bless him. Uh, that, 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 that's going to be an investigation in and of itself uh, in terms of the circumstances of all of that. So we will keep an eye on it. Also, uh, retired MPD homicide detective Mark LeSure was found dead in his driveway yesterday morning in the Westwood community. Now, I, I don't know... Uh, whether there was foul play involved in this or not, 
Uh, depending on who you talk to, some family members and some other folks uh, seem to think that that might be the case. But there again, the investigation is continuing uh, there. And uh, Nikki McCray Pinson, uh, who was well known uh, in basketball circles, uh, she was a Collierville High School basketball standout. Uh, she played for the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, she was a two-time gold medalist on the uh, Team USA women's basketball team. And uh, she was a member of the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, recently, she was uh, the head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. She was only 51 years old. Uh, she leaves a husband, behind a husband, and a 10-year-old son. For each and every one of the people that I mentioned, uh, may your memory uh, always be a blessing. Uh, in uh, other news, uh, just in case uh, you thought that uh, the situation that is happening in our city these days is, is a dream, and you just, just woke up and snapped your finger and thought that it didn't really happen, we have a very staggering uh, number uh, to reveal this evening. We are in, not even in the middle of June, uh, July, and we have already exceeded 200 homicides in our city. And it's not the middle of July yet. Uh, I heard that uh, this morning, and I just, I, I just, I just had to t- sort of take a back, back step, uh, because uh, that is very real, uh, and, and these are homicides, uh, and, t- and very telling as to what is going on in our city. Uh, to be sure, over 200 homicides already uh, this year. Uh, the another news: uh, Benjamin Crump, noted attorney, was back in town uh, today. Uh, he had a press conference earlier this morning at Mississippi Boulevard Christian Church to announce that he is representing the family of Jarvion Hudspeth. Now, who is that? Uh, Jarvion Hudspeth uh, was a 21-year-old who uh, was stopped for a traffic violation, we believe, uh, by a Shelby County uh, deputy. Uh, and uh, somehow there was, uh, I don't know if there was an altercation, uh, but he tried to drive away. Uh, apparently, uh, the, uh, the Shelby County deputy uh, was it somehow uh, attached to that vehicle, and he dragged the deputy about 100 feet, uh, according to folks. Uh, the deputy fired off a shot, struck uh, Jarvion, uh, and he later died on his way to the hospital. Well, the family uh, has retained the services of Benjamin Crump, which means this will be a civil case. Uh, they are demanding the release of the dash cam video uh, you know, and, 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 and the video that, that you know, the, the, the police, the law enforcement wears. They want to see exactly what the circumstances were uh, involving this traffic stop and exactly what happened and exactly why their loved one is no longer with us. So we'll have to stay tuned uh, to see uh, how all that uh, unfolds. Um, let's see here. I wanted to, let's see. Uh, there was, uh, of course, we were talking about, oh, the city. The city of Memphis uh, is, in, is uh, also, speaking of Ben Crump, uh, being sued uh, by uh, the family of Tyree Nichols. Uh, the uh, Memphis Police Department, according to, uh, to those in the know, also uh, chief, uh, uh, the chief of police, uh, she's being uh, sued as well. Uh, as the uh, senior lieutenant uh, that was uh, on the scene. Uh, The city of Memphis is asking that uh, uh, they be dropped from the lawsuit because they felt like the city had nothing to do with any of this uh, and and that uh, the prosecutors and uh, the folks ought to be concentrating on uh, what the city deems five rogue cops. Uh, 
And so, <laughs> you know, once again, uh, people are trying to jockey for position here, but the city is saying we shouldn't even be in this at all. Uh, I'm starting to wonder how long it's going to take for uh, these trials even to, uh, to exist. Now, you know, uh, Benjamin Crump and the family have asked for $550 million uh, in damages uh, on the death of uh, Tyree Nichols. Uh, of course, uh, that won't be anywhere near what the final settlement will be whenever that happens. But you have three components here. You have one, you have a criminal case. Two, you have a civil case. And three, you may have a federal case, uh, you know, civil rights violation case. So there's a lot going on here. And uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, alleged suspects, the, the police officers, as well as the uh, prosecutors and the defense attorneys are all trying to jockey for position. Uh, the officers want the civil trial to go first, uh, you know, so it's separated from, uh, you know, uh, the criminal case and blah, blah, blah. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But I think this is going to be a very, very long uh, and drawn out, unfortunately, uh, trial situation. Uh, that's about it for news and notes on this Monday evening. We're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we'll get the show started. What do you say? This is the Monday evening. And by the way, wasn't it a beautiful day today? Absolutely gorgeous. Temperatures in the mid-80s, low humidity, just an absolutely perfect day. Uh, don't worry. Uh, summer will be back in a couple of days. I'm hearing temperatures are going to be in the mid-90s, but the humidity factor is going to make it feel more like 105. So here we go again. Uh, quick break. When we come back, uh, we will uh, get into it. What do you say? Uh, I am Chip. You know who you are, and we'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by Graceland Live, presenting Black Violin on Thursday, October 19th at the Graceland Soundstage. For nearly two decades, Black Violin has been merging string arrangements with modern beats and vocals and building bridges and communities along the way. More information available at GracelandLive.com. Support for WYXR comes from Dillard Companies, selling commercial doors, glass, gates, and security products to building owners and property managers for over 75 years. Dillard Companies understand the importance of security and offers products and services to meet the needs of their customers. For small business owners or large corporations, more information is available at DillardDoor.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Real 
And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip with you. Uh, and uh, very happy to have you with us. I see a lot of folks on the Facebook Live line tonight. We'll do a roll call a bit later on in the broadcast. But uh, uh, first, we're starting off tonight, and we're talking about a, a legal group and a legal organization that many people uh, may be familiar with hearing uh, the name of the organization, but not truly knowing uh, their importance uh, and what they do to help so many out uh, there. Uh, and to talk to us a little bit about that is Jessica Van Dyke. And, and Jessica is a senior counsel and, and also the executive director of the Innocent Project here in Tennessee. Uh, has a, a, we'll talk about a, a big announcement uh, uh, that she's going to make in just a few minutes. But Jessica, it's great to see you. Thank you for taking time to be on the program tonight. Thanks for having me, Chip. Really, really happy to be here. Well, thank you for that. And, uh, you know, again, uh, the Innocence Project is, is something uh, that uh, a lot of folks have heard about, uh, you know, in the past. But for those who don't know, uh, kind of give us a definition about what the, Innocent Pro- the Innocence Project is all about, if you will. Absolutely. So what I always ask people is, have you ever heard a story about someone that spent 30 years in prison for a crime they didn't commit? Mm-hmm. And if you have someone helped get them out of prison. And usually they had a legal team that wasn't at an innocence organization. And that's exactly what we do. Well, that is, uh, you know, in and of itself, a big deal. And and you do that uh, in a myriad of ways. I don't, one of the things uh, that uh, for, for many people who were falsely incarcerated uh, is the evolution of, of DNA. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, At our nonprofit, at the Tennessee Innocence Project, we handle different types of cases. We handle DNA cases and then non-DNA cases. Okay. And what what that means is some cases have DNA evidence that is in them, but some cases don't. It may just be a case where there was an identification that happened, someone was shopping and saw a robbery happen, and they picked someone out. So there, there might not be DNA evidence. It was just eyewitnesses. But we do have cases that have DNA evidence, and that involves you know, DNA testing has gotten so advanced. So that could involve the evidence that was collected. It could be um, that something that was left behind by the perpetrator. And so that is just one of the areas where we represent people is on DNA testing. But, you know, the majority of our cases actually don't have DNA testing at all. Um, and there's two reasons for that, Chip. One, a lot of crimes happen where there isn't DNA left behind. And mm-hmm. so there's nothing to test. Mm-hmm. But then two, we work on a lot of older cases. So it could be that at the time that the evidence was collected, it was destroyed pretty soon thereafter. I would say in half of our cases, the evidence that we would want to test no longer exists because people didn't know back then what we would someday be able to do with DNA evidence. That is, uh, that, that's very interesting. Now, you know, I think you and I talked offline a little bit, and I wanted to find out, you know, how you pick uh, cases. I realize uh, that it would have to be, uh, an almost overwhelming number of uh, people, family members, uh, whomever, uh, that want you all to take uh, a particular case. Uh, a- am I correct in that? We do. We get a lot of letters. Uh, so Tennessee was one of the last states to have an innocence organization. And we opened about four years ago. And we're different from Innocence Project New York. You've probably heard of them. We're different from them. We're the only in-state organization. Mm-hmm. We pick the cases, people write us, they write us letters. And so we, to date, we've received about 700 letters in the mail uh, asking us to help on cases. 
that's a lot in uh, in, that, in that short period of time. So uh, you have a, a special announcement to make about the Innocence Project uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, kind of let us know what that's all about. Yeah, well, as of uh, really, we just got moved in this week, so we're not quite open yet, mm-hmm. but we have a second location here in Memphis. And we're really excited to be in the city. Um, we had more people writing us, asking us for help for wrongful convictions from Shelby County than any other jurisdiction in the state of Tennessee. Wow, wow! And that 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 right there is, is very telling. Uh, and I want to I want to sort of uh, take a pause at, at that point. Uh, more letters, uh, more uh, inquiries from anywhere in the state, uh, right here uh, in Shelby County. Tennessee. Now, the obvious question is, I mean, obviously, what, what does that tell you? Well, it tells, uh, should tell all of us that, that we have a lot of, of issues, uh, you know, here uh, in, our, in our city, in our county. Uh, but more importantly, uh, clearly a lot of individuals who are really seeking some genuine help uh, in reference to uh, maybe perhaps being exonerated by a crime that they were, uh, uh, you know, uh, accused of committing. Absolutely. And you know, I think we all have a vested interest in wanting to make sure innocent people aren't behind bars, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's one of our, the cornerstones of the American criminal legal system, right? Mm-hmm. We don't put innocent people in prison. You're presumed innocent. And so I, I think really it impacts Memphis in two ways. First of all, if you've got the wrong person behind bars, then the person that committed the crime is still out there. Okay. Right? I mean, if we don't have the true perpetrator, then that person is out in the community and the community's no safer. But secondly, if we are convicting the wrong people, then we don't have a good system of trust. You know, it's hard to want to cooperate or be part of a system if you know that the wrong person could get picked up and be wrongfully convicted. And so we all have a vested interest in making sure that our system gets it right. That's a very, very good point. And, uh, you know, and, and speaking of that, and I, I just want to go back, uh, if I can, a little bit. Uh, I know you all have been uh, in existence uh, here in Tennessee. You said it's one of the last states to, to adopt the uh, Innocence Project. Uh, you've been in Nashville for, for the last uh, four years. What, I guess, uh, you know, and I, I, I always wondered, I don't know where this originated from uh, in the first place. Maybe it was the back east. But, uh, you know, what was, uh, I guess, I guess it's, it's, I'm, I'm curious to find out what was the impetus for all of this? What actually started, uh, you know, people looking at, uh, uh, you know, perhaps uh, people who were wrongly imprisoned uh, that uh, wanted a chance to exonerate themselves? I mean, how did all this, how did all this begin? Uh, you know, there had to be some type of inquiry or a particular case. That, can you uh, kind of enlighten us in, in terms of the origin of all of this and in, in, in terms of the Innocence Project? Yeah, I mean, you actually hit the nail on the head earlier, Chip, when you referenced DNA evidence. That was really how the Innocence Project in New York came to, to be. Mm-hmm. So Peter uh, Peter Newfeld and Barry Sheck, they were two attorneys, and they were hearing in the early 90s about all the DNA evidence and how powerful it could be mm-hmm. and what you could do with DNA evidence. And, you know, I don't know as far as how they got their first case or the first, the first letter that showed up, but they decided that they were going to see how they could use all this new DNA technology to really, you know, figure out if we were getting convictions right. And that's how it started. Uh, And so it just went from there. 
Yeah, that is uh, that, that that's amazing. And of course, we've seen uh, many cases. Uh, you know, in New York and other places uh, that that have been, uh, you know, people have been who were who wrongly uh, convicted uh, have been uh, declared innocence because of that and other things. Uh, and now you're bringing it here, uh, especially to Memphis and Shelby County, a uh, place where, you know, the, the day's criminal activity is, is pretty high. But there are a lot of people uh, who are really seeking uh, help, and what you are providing uh, with an office here, obviously, uh, is the help uh, folks need. I'm to understand you have a couple of folks that will be here as well, uh, manning the office. Yeah, so so I'm going to be here, and yeah. then we've got uh, two attorneys, and we have an investigator that works with us, and you know, then we have our whole staff in Nashville, and we really work all of our cases collaboratively. Okay, you know, everyone's got their hands on everything. We're all trying to figure out because these cases really require us to think outside of the box we're talking about trying to overturn convictions that happened decades ago it's yeah. like moving mountains that's a big thing right there i mean you, you just you just said it overturning cases uh that happened uh, decades ago i mean i mean really for so many people and i mean i would imagine a lot of these folks have lost hope uh you know thinking that uh, you know what i'm here now and i'll never get out but we have seen case after case uh across this country and I'm sure you've had many yourself working out of Nashville uh, that have that have turned around uh, and changed people's lives uh, forever. And, 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 and again, I think the primary message and I want to make sure that, that, that I get this correct. Uh, the primary message is uh, for you all uh, who work on the Innocence Project is three words that come to my mind. Don't give up. Am I correct in that? That's perfect. That's perfect. We've had four clients exonerated. We've had a fifth client. He was just released from prison last May. Oh, or wow. I should say last month uh-huh. uh, in May. Mm-hmm. He spent 24 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. Wow. Um, but, you know, don't give up. And people can view our website, tninnocence.org. It has cases. It has clients. And it has how you can get help if you know someone that's been wrongfully convicted. Tninnocence.org. Yep. And that's how they can find you. Well, I tell you what, uh, Jessica Van Dyke, this is this is wonderful, uh, and this is a wonderful thing that that you are doing. God bless you and and, and your and your your attorneys and all of you uh, for trying to uh, you know right uh, wrongs out here, and we really appreciate it. And of course, anything uh, that uh, you have that you want the public to know, uh, you are more than welcome to come back on this show. We will be more than happy uh, to have you back and, and and share whatever information you have for us. Thanks, Chip. We really appreciate that. And I hope to be back with more stories and, and how we're making a difference right here in Memphis. Absolutely that. Thank you so much, Jessica. Uh, and yep. I look forward to talking with you down the road. Thanks for coming tonight. You too. Thanks. Right. Bye. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The Innocence Project uh, has, is, is helping people. Uh, and, and again, uh, a lot of folks uh, who have been wrongly persecuted, wrongly imprisoned, uh, there is hope. Uh, and don't give up. We've seen story after story after story around uh, about this kind of thing nationally, uh, and it's going to be right here. They're going to be right here in Memphis uh, to be able to help you uh, so you can reach out to them and uh, make contact uh, with Jessica and her folks uh, for any additional information. We're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to continue. We're going to talk a little bit closer to home, and we're going to talk about how we deal with the, the violence uh, on our streets today uh, and uh, the tragic episodes that come from that with an individual who is in these streets each and every day. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by Graceland Live, presenting Black Violin on Thursday, October 19th at the Graceland Soundstage. For nearly two decades, Black Violin has been merging string arrangements with modern beats and vocals and building bridges and communities along the way. More information available at GracelandLive.com. WYXR is supported by the Museum of Science and History presenting Laser Live, which brings live music and laser light effects together for a live concert series in the Mosh AutoZone Dome at the Sharp Planetarium. The series continues July 15th with Corey Liu and the Village. More information at moshmemphis.com. At WYXR, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and businesses who are making an impact in Memphis. If you are looking for ways to spread the word about your business on air and want to support WYXR at the same time, email us at sponsorships at WYXR.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip with you. And, um, of course, my next guest uh, is uh, someone who I would consider a man of the streets. I am uh, very drawn to individuals who are not only uh, talking the talk but walking uh, the walk. And my next guest uh, is, a, is, a, is a great example of that. Uh, he is uh, Renato Baker. And Renato is a community activist first. Uh, he is uh, from Orange Mound lives in Orange Mound, raised in Orange Mound, and understands that community better than anybody I know. Uh, but uh, he has also grown up tough uh, in, uh, in some environments as well, but he has uh, recommitted his life to helping others understand the perils of some of the actions that they're taking. And Renato, it's good to see you, my friend. Thanks for coming on Real Talk. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Chip. Thank you. So, you know, you and I, uh, you know, had chopped it up uh, before a little bit and talked about some things. Uh, what what prompts uh, you to uh, be the uh, activist that you are today, uh, so strongly uh, in the Mound area? First of all, you know why why is that area so very important to you? Uh, because this is this where I was raised at, mm-hmm. and this is you know I played a part in destroying my community. Also, you know I I sold drugs in my community. I watched how those drugs destroyed the families. That I, that I was dealing to, you know. But um, the main reason what draws me to this is that I have three boys myself. Okay. And, and and man, God forbid if I lose one of them to gun violence. But in, in me watching them, it just put me in a situation where I grew love for 
the young people in my community. And so the same thing that I pour into my boys is the same thing I pour into young people in my community to, to choose to live and not die, you know. Now you have a you have a slogan, and I believe that that, that is the slogan. You have a van that you that you drive around in that is very identifiable uh, with a slogan <laughs> that you choose to live by uh, on a daily basis. When people see you uh, in the community and you're, you're going from here to there and things like that, uh, do they stop and and, and want to have conversation with you about about what all that means? Now the now the the, the slogan is very basic. But but there is a, a meaning behind the meaning. I was just wondering, you know, how people perceive that when they see you. Oh yeah, I I, I didn't have people stop me in the middle of traffic and say, "Man, I like that slogan." They even ask me, "Is it in the Bible?" And I tell them, "Yeah, you know, it's actually not that I believe, uh, but proclaim the works of the Lord, which comes from Psalms one eighteen seventeen. Uh, I have young people that that like it. Um, it just it just been. Uh, uh, inspiration that moves throughout this city that people and read it and, and, and see it in mind and just get good results from you have uh, been very honest about the fact that uh, you know you were on the wrong side uh, of the tracks uh, when you were young and, and you grew up and and you saw some hurt and some pain there uh, when you see that same hurt and pain today uh, on the level of which we're seeing it what does that do to you uh, it, it it hurts it, it hurt. It hurts my heart, you know. Even in doing what I'm doing, like one year, like I shared with you, Chip, in 2017, I lost five young men to gun violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, it it bothers me when I see a mother cry. It bothers me to see other young people crying and 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 putting rest in peace or fly high, or, you know, and with all these t-shirts with faces on there. It it bothers me. So. By bothering me, I just try to give our people a choice, our young adults and our, our young people. I tell them, man, give me a try before you die. You know, mm. just give me a try. And if you give me a try, I'm going to lead you down the path that I went down that saved me from those them same dark places and those streets that they are in. We've heard the expression used by a lot of people in trying to identify how best to communicate uh, with our young folks these days who are committing these uh, these heinous crimes, and we're sort of wiping each other out as a as a as a as a as a generation, as the next generation. Uh, when uh, you talk to these young people face to face, and the expression I was trying to was going to use was meet them where they are, and yes. you and you definitely meet them where they are. How important is that, Renato? That's very important. Uh, man, I meet I meet young guys that got the guns on their hip. They might be smoking a blunt at the time I meet them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm not walking up to judge them. I'm walking up to build a relationship with them. So I can ask them why do they feel like they got to carry a gun? Why are they built up with so much anger? Why do they feel like they need to hurt somebody? And, and at the end result, what I've came to understand is that we got a society that's not emotionally intelligent. And when we're talking about our young people that's growing up, losing uh, friends, um, young people that's been kicked out the house at the age of 13, they're not emotionally intelligent to process what they're going through. So all that hurt and pain build up. And like last time I was on here with you, Chill, like I said, hurt people hurt people. So when you get to talk about teenagers that's hurting 
and don't know how to cope with it. They didn't, they didn't did all the drugs. They didn't had all the sex. But at the end of the day, now it's time to hurt somebody because I'm hurt. I got to transfer that energy. And that's what we wit- witnessing right now. So, uh, you know, when you meet them where they are and, and you're having an honest, uh, open convers- uh, an honest conversation with them, uh, besides what you just said, which was, which was very straight to it, what are, they, what are they telling you? I mean, when you asked, I would imagine one of the questions you asked is why. I mean, wh- why, wh- why? Why walk around strapped? You know, why walk around, you know, trying to be intimidating? Uh, when you really get to the core of the matter, what are they telling you? I had one guy. That, I had one guy say, "My the reason I carry a gun is not because I know it's some people out there that don't want me to make it home, and I got to make it home. I got to make it home to my mama. I got to make it home to my sister. I got to make it home to my brother. And it's just some people out here that don't want me to make it home. So I'm gonna make it home, one way or another. Same one way or another. That's a, that. That's a, that is a very very uh, a telling." Uh, a component to this. Uh, I, at the beginning of the show tonight, uh, I had heard earlier this morning a very staggering statistic that, that kind of put me back a little bit. It's not even the middle of uh, July yet, and we have uh, over 200 homicides uh, in our city uh, already. Uh, and um, I mean, it, 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 at this pace, we're gonna be we're gonna be so far out in terms of of, of a record number of deaths. Uh, you know, something that we've never seen before. Uh, I think we're at critical mass here. I think we're at a crisis point. Uh, you know, where are you in all of that? Uh, I, I I totally agree. And it's all hands on deck right now. It ain't it ain't about hiring more police officers. It's about us as a people coming together. And, and, and demanding change within our community, but not demanding change with force, but demanding change with love. Let's let's get the love in our young people. Let's get out there where they at and show them that we love and care about them. And as they go through things, guess what? Yeah, they're going to be hard-headed. They're going to be all that. But it's going to be a day that that light going to come on and they're going to get to that crossroad. We got to be standing there at that crossroad and say, look, I know you don't know nothing about this path, Allow me to walk with you down this path. I know you want to go down the wrong path because you're familiar with it. But let me take you down this path where it's going to be peace for you. So we really have to we really have to hold on to them, uh, even as hard as they think they are, because they're young enough uh, and, and they're still mentally growing and they don't really understand all this. We have to grab them and hold on to them and say, you know, we're not going to throw you away. We love you. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to be here for you and want you to know that it's not hopeless, which is what I'm hearing you say, correct? That's correct. We got to love them unconditionally. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's going to break them walls down, love them unconditionally. You know, I'd asked you before, you know, we have a big mayor's race coming up here in just uh, about three <laughs> months, a little under, and I asked you, uh, you know, were you, were you going to vote in that election? And you were very honest with me uh, w- with your answer. And what, and what did you tell me in reference to that? Oh, I said, I don't know, you know. And right what? now, I'm, I right now I got my vote in my pocket. Now, when 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 one of the guys or, or ladies that's running for mayor come walk these streets with me and walk up to these parks with these young men with these guns and these blunts without security, then hey, they might have my vote. Well, look, my friend, you know I I, I had you on the show because you know we need to hear more truth in our communities. We need to understand 
what is really happening in these streets. And more importantly, what you're saying is what everybody, I think, needs to hear is that we can't give up uh, on, on these young people. You know, I, I read a story right before I got here. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but a couple of years ago, there was a funeral that was happening over the weekend. And some young folks were, you know, the funeral was over. Uh, and, and they were they were walking in a processional and a car drove by and fired shots and a 16 year old kid was killed, uh, mm. you know, who was involved, who was just, you know, basically had just attended the funeral of a friend who was killed. Well, the uh, the, the man who was convicted of shooting and killing the six year old, uh, the 16 year old I just talked about, he was shot and killed uh, either today or yesterday, 24, wow. 25 years old. And you know what? And I, mean, I was when when you were talking, I was just thinking of something like that. And that is, I mean, that is a poetic justice. But that is the, the irony of what we're dealing with today. He shot and killed somebody, trying to kill somebody else that was in that crowd, the sixteen-year-old, and ended up killing a, an innocent sixteen-year-old. And he ended up getting shot and killed by somebody uh, today or yesterday. Yeah, that's 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 a hard one to swallow, right there. You know, we can come we can come with that from so many different angles and why that situation happened to that young man and and, and from what he did in a previous situation. Mm-hmm. We can call it karma, we can call it justice, we can call it it could have been somebody that's been keeping their eyes on him to get revenge. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we got to come to a place of where we forgive each other and love each other and, and, and live in peace. We're gonna leave it there, Renato Baker. Thank you, man, for 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 being a, for being that warrior, for being a man in the streets, for understanding and trying to understand and get more importantly, get people to understand uh, that you know hurt people hurt people, but we need to try to remove the hurt and maybe we'll remove the pain that goes along with it. Renato, thank you for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you, Chip. All right, talk to you soon. All right, bro. All right, that was a uh, very deep conversation and i hope that uh if uh, you're listening live you heard that conversation if you didn't please tell folks to uh, download uh, the uh, podcast uh when it posts because conversations like this are way 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 too important uh, just to ignore and act like uh, they don't exist because uh we know that uh, they do uh and uh, we're so we're gonna we're gonna leave it there we're gonna take another break our final break of the show that was a powerful interview uh and uh, we're gonna we're gonna switch gears here and talk to uh a very familiar face and a very familiar voice uh, who's going to talk about a very big event uh, that's going to showcase Memphis in a whole lot of ways. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. It's Real Talk. 
Church Health's Memphis Plan continues its decades-long commitment to serving local musicians with comprehensive health care and also tailors its focus to small business owners and the self-employed. Healthcare through the Memphis Plan provides care in Memphis for Memphians. Related services include preventative health, optometry, dental care, and more. More information regarding availability at memphisplan.org or at 901-272-PLAN. MIFA's Meals on Wheels program serves more than 700,000 meals to seniors across Memphis and Shelby County each year. MIFA depends on volunteers to deliver many of those meals, and the volunteers may be the only person the seniors see that day. If you would like to be part of MIFA's long tradition of service and to learn more about volunteering, more information can be found at mifa.org WYXR. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this uh, Monday evening. Chip with you. Uh, and uh, as I alluded to a bit earlier in the broadcast, uh, one of our very own uh, here at the WYXR, uh, you know him, uh, you know his name, you know his voice, uh, you know uh, he is an extraordinary uh, man uh, with, the, with, the, with the scratching and, and all that, <laughs> what, 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 what all these professionals do. DJ Bizzle Blue Bland uh, is, his, uh, is his pseudonym. He has a show uh, on uh, this fine radio station, is it Tuesdays, right? Tuesday? Tuesday nights, yes, right. From 7 to... Six, From 8 to 10. 8 to 10. There you go. You're a big dog, man. Anyway, see so you hear that voice? See, I'm going to have a problem with this interview because his voice is better than mine. So I'm going to have to go down lower, too, like that Barry White thing. Anyway, That's all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jared Boyd, uh, JB, as we like to call him. What's up, man? How you doing, Chip? I want to I wanna shout you out and shout out your crew, Brynn and Nicole, and thank y'all for the work that y'all do every Monday night, giving people the real talk, the the news, the current events. And if I can, shout out your, your last guest, Ronaldo Becker. He used to uh, he used to uh, do Bible study when I was a young man. He he was Bible study. Yeah. Uh, he, he was he he was a real talk guy too. I hadn't seen him in a long time. I saw him on your screen when I walked in. I said, "Look at that. That's what's up." Yeah, you go, man. Yeah, he's a good guy, man. Yeah, so really he had an impact it. on me too. So I want to say thank you to him. Absolutely, that man. Well, powerful young man for sure. So JB, it's good to see you. Uh, you know, we don't get to see you much because you're running, rolling, and rocking and rolling around here. You're the program director of the station, and you got a lot of responsibilities and a lot uh, is going on there. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, this uh, big time event uh, that is going to that you're going to be a part of that's going to showcase Memphis uh, in a very big way. It is happening in New York City, New York City, and uh, another day or so. So, so kind of uh, light us up about it. Tell us uh, what is happening, and you're bringing our soul to the big city. That's right. That's right. Uh, big Memphis and the Big Apple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Wednesday, that is July 12th. Uh, we will we will be at the Lincoln Center in Manhattan. Uh, it'll be a program sponsored by WYXR, uh, TuneIn Radio app, and uh, big excuse me, Boss Radio sixty six, which is a uh, a radio station that is exclusive to TuneIn that is based in New York City. Okay, uh, from friend of, a friend of ours, uh, Debbie Daughtry. 
Uh, it'll be the Stax Music Academy live in concert with Booker T. Excuse me, with Booker T. Jones of Booker T. and the MGs. Yeah, and I will be uh, doing a Q and A with Booker T. just before their performance at the Lincoln Center. And so, really excited to be uh, a part of it as, as the sponsor, as a station sponsor. And we'll be friend raising, as we say, not fundraising, but yeah. friend raising, trying yeah. to let people know about all the wonderful things that are going on in Memphis as we reach across to our other organizations, of course, Soulsville Foundation and. And, uh, and the Chamber and Memphis Tourism will be out there representing Memphis as well. So I'm excited. You know, Memphis is is a music mecca. I, right. I think people all around this country know. And I think since the inception of WYXR going on three years now, That's right. uh, you know, you all have uh, have made it a priority uh, to uh, showcase Memphis and the Memphis talent, uh, the Memphis voices, voices the Memphis music. Uh, how big a deal is this uh, to uh, be able to represent us uh, in the largest city in this country? Well, you know, we, we're right here uh, in the Crosstown Concourse, one of the busiest lobbies in this entire region. And we're here for, for a reason, to be a beacon for the community so folks can look in and see the work that we do and we can reach out to people and, and uh, converse with them and augment the amazing things that are going on in this community. I mean, we most radio stations don't have an open door policy. Our, our, our door is at least cracked, you know what I mean? Yeah, and sure. we at least have a window that you can look in and to be uh, in communion with this station. And so this this for us is an incredible opportunity to reach out well beyond the Crosstown Concourse, well beyond Midtown Memphis, well beyond the 901, the Mid-South, to go right to uh, the entertainment capital of the world yeah. and let people see us, feel us, hear us. And, you know, I'll be DJing the night before. Uh, Greg Cartwright, who has the show Strange and Mysterious Sounds, he'll be playing a concert the night before. We'll both be in Brooklyn. And then we'll all sort of converge on uh, Manhattan, on the Lincoln Center. I'll be doing the Q&A with Booker just before that the big concert performance in uh, the, the atrium outside mm-hmm. of, of the performance area. And, and there'll be a dance party. There'll be a whole bunch of activation going on related to Memphis music, related to the legacy of Booker T. Jones. And the important thing is that, you know, it's it, it's a passing of the torch of sorts, you know, from from him uh, to me as someone who can covet this history to uh, tell these stories. But more importantly, from Booker to these students to say 60 years ago, you know, I sat where y'all sat literally stacks. Yes. Yeah. Stacks Music Academy uh-huh. students. I sat at 926 East Macklemore and created a, an instrumental song that propelled Memphis music throughout the globe, and that's Green Onions. Right. Uh, but also propelled a career for, for himself. I mean, he, he he produced for Bill Withers. He produced Santana. He produced Willie Nelson. He's produced many albums of his own, and he's still creating in, well into his 70s. You know, for these young people to see someone who comes from their community to have such a successful career over 60 years and for someone who has done that to look back and see right in the very same room just about. I mean, it's a replica of the room where he created the hit, but it is the very same parcel of land. There are young people who will hopefully go out and launch out into their own dreams, into their own inspirations, and will keep this thing continuing, growing. He's a legend, man. This is a legendary opportunity for them uh, to, 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 to be able to interact with the legend. Now, WYXR is a community radio station uh, here in Memphis, Tennessee, of course. And um, I don't know what the vision uh, was that, that you and Robbie had, you know, when you first were trying to get this off the ground. 
But it seems to me that it has exceeded expectations and it is growing far beyond, uh, you know, our city. Uh, we're on the World Wide Web. People can hear us anywhere they want to. Are you uh, surprised uh, at, at, the, at the far-reaching effects that this station uh, has brought forth with a lot of the talent that we have on the airways here? Absolutely. You know, I can't take credit for conceiving this particular effort. You know, I, I got on this train as it was rolling. Uh but there were a lot of hard decisions made. There were a lot of definitive decisions made uh, to take this com- take this station from uh, where it was at the University of Memphis and bring it out into the public in a way that could truly uh, have the tentacles to reach out to truly, as, as Robbie says, get Memphis right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that we've realized uh, with with the input of all of the people who donate and volunteer their time to the station, such as you, such as Brent, such as Nicole, as well as the people who give to this station as members and people who listen, you know, we've realized a larger vision for what we can do as ambassadors for Memphis. And that's the Memphis of now. That's the Memphis of the past and the Memphis of that the future will, will, will hold. And so, you know, there are these, these entities globally that like a KEXP, a WWOZ, uh, you know, these these other stations that truly represent the places that they are, Seattle, New York, New Orleans. uh, We want to be that for Memphis because Memphis has such an important footprint of of the global culture. And, you know, there's there are places all over the globe where you can walk into a little cafe and you'll hear an Al Green, you'll hear an Otis Redding, you'll hear an Elvis Presley, you'll hear a Johnny Cash, uh, a Jerry Lee Lewis. That's a very real thing all across this globe. And so our music uh, is timeless, our music is real, but also there are so many creators that come from this community or spend time in this community or admire this community or, or pass through and you know, work in these studios. They may not live here, but they want to be a part of the creative energy here. Uh, there are so many people of the past and there will be people in the future and in this very moment who don't get the opportunity to travel the sure. world, who don't get the opportunity to have their music heard all over the world. And so we can be that as well, you know, and and those who have done so but still need support, mm-hmm. still need their story told. I think all the time about Anita Ward, 1979, the, summer of, ni- yeah, the yeah. summer of 1979, someone who is at the top of the charts but comes back to this community and dedicates decades to teaching our students. That's that. That's that's. I think the quintessential story of having the highest highs and then having the opportunity to be down to earth. And so we celebrate both. We celebrate the extreme and we celebrate uh, the opportunity to just give back to community and be one with our community. Uh, Hopefully this uh, this big event that is happening in New York City in the next couple of days uh, is going to be a catalyst for more uh, events of this type. Uh, As you say, we're, we're a legendary music city. And there's still some legends around uh, that people remember from a long time ago. Uh, I, I, I can see you, uh, you all looking to expand this, this even farther, uh, you know, around this country uh, to even let more people know exactly the magic of Memphis music. Well, we're a nonprofit, and so our might is only as strong as those that are supporting us day in and day out, month in and month out. And so, if you support us and you you enjoy what you hear when you listen, if you think that 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 uh, it's worth uh, helping us. 
you know, WYXR.org. You can donate at WYXR.org. You can become a member. You can give a, a little bit or you can give a lot. All of that helps yeah. us on our way. But all of that leads me to, you know, partnership. And uh, TuneIn has helped to make this uh, possible for us. And also the Hyde Family Foundation gave a grant for uh, Robbie and Kate to come along because TuneIn, care, TuneIn uh, paid for my travel, paid for my room and board so that I could uh, do this program. Originally, they had Tom Hanks in mind to host this program. Wow. Uh, Tom Hanks was not able. Tom Hanks is affiliated with, with TuneIn and Debbie Daughtry's Boss 66 Radio, uh, Boss Radio 66 rather. And so uh, when it became apparent that Tom Hanks would not be able to do it, they thought, well, who, who in Memphis could truly uh, drive home this story, this narrative? And I'm fortunate that I was thought of. Yes, I'm, JB. Yes, Larry. Uh, well, yes, I'm fortunate that I have had a resume that um, could have brought me to that conversation. And I'm fortunate that I've done a lot of work with Booker T. Jones in the past yeah. in telling his story so that I would be thought of. Yeah. And so, uh, as you, you might hear in that story, it's it's a piecemeal. You know, TuneIn stepped up. Hyde Family Foundation stepped up. Our donors have stepped up. Our friends have stepped up. So many of our friends have been who are, who are in New York and who have uh, connections to New York. Our newest, one of our newest board members, uh, Isabel Gonzalez Whitaker, and her husband Lang Whitaker, set up an amazing uh, itinerary for us. Uh, Isabel used to be uh, work work in New York in, in magazines and in publications, and so uh, they they really stepped up to be able to maximize this event uh, for WYXR to get a lot of bang for for their buck. It's uh, it's all about partnerships, and uh, this is a big deal, man. So congratulations on on being uh, you being a part of uh, such a big thing. I know we know you're going to represent us well. We know that. Well, I'm getting chills now. I'm nervous now. Yeah, it's I, see, I got them all. See, I got the nerves all rattled here and everything. But listen, uh, on the serious note, uh, we're giving thanks here, and we got to get out of here. But one but one thing I do want to do is I want to thank you uh, for allowing uh, a, a couple of my folks, uh, Nicole. Uh, and um, Lola a chance at their own radio shows. Uh, they are they are uh, uh, they're doing very very well. But you gave them an opportunity to showcase uh, their talents as well. I appreciate you for that. Well, thank you, Chip. And of course, we, they wouldn't have been on my radar if not that you first gave them the opportunity to, to be here. And their dedication and their patience uh, showed to me that you know they were ideal candidates to be a part of this station. And you know I wish I could have gotten to them sooner. That's all right. I, I appreciate you, man. And, and best of luck and congratulations on this. Best of luck. And uh, I can't wait to hear about it when you get back. Thanks for coming, man. Thank you so much. Chip. Appreciate you. As Brim plays us out, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great show. Uh, really enjoyed it tonight. Uh, great conversation. And of course, uh, wrapped up uh, with our own uh, JB, uh, Jared Boyd, uh, representing us in, in a major way. So we know that's going to be a major event and a lot of fun. And we look forward to hearing about it on his return. In the meantime, Thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support, for your encouragement, uh, and for giving this show a chance. Now, for all of you on Facebook Live Line, uh, do me a favor. Uh, go out and tell somebody about what we're doing here. Say, hey, you know what, just give the show a shot. You know, listen to Chip and, and, and his folks down there in Memphis and uh, uh, what they're doing, uh, trying to do here in our city. Uh, to inform, entertain, uh, but more importantly, encourage and motivate us all uh, as a people. Uh, so as we get out of here for Bren, uh, for Nicole, and for Lola, uh, I'm Chip, and we are out. We'll talk to you soon.